Welcome back to the Drone Deal Recovery Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Kevin. On this week's episode, we talk about everything from the DJI ban and whether it'll happen. We talk about ag drones. We talk about American-made drones. We talk about um, the big show that you were just at, huge industry show. Yep. Uh, we talk about Starlink if you need it. We talk about the Part 107. A bunch of ground chatter this week. Don't want to miss it. Welcome back to the Drone Deer Recovery Podcast. If it sounds like I'm tired, it's because I am tired. We're just going to get started off with that right away. Um, got home this morning at like 2.20 a.m. from Las Vegas. Was out there for the SHOT Show. Wow. Yep, I'm a little drained for some reason. Yep, that's, uh, that's all right. So we went to two trade shows recently. We went to ATA and SHOT. Yep. Different or the same? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> way different. Uh, it, Shot Show is absolutely mind blowing. How big it is! How many people are there? How many products are in the world? And you, I just have no clue. Like I walk in there and I'm like, this gun and that product and this down here. It's just like there's so much. I don't know. I just freaked out. I was a newbie. I was like, whoa, whoa. Like, when it, we when we went to ATA in two hours or three hours we walked through oh you the can main never do that this. floor there's there's no way i did not walk through every aisle because i couldn't yeah. it would take me probably four days yeah if you're now you could just like if run down and running. back and yeah, that's a different story. it is, is huge like the yeah. buildings there it just freaks me out that the buildings are that big like mm -hmm. What do they need these buildings for to be this big? Is it for a one-time-a-year expo? Because it's like, dude, you should have seen this. Yeah, aren't there like like 100 different um, industries that have their annual expo or something there in the same building probably? I mean, you they'd have to to try to pay for it because yeah. I, I don't know what else yeah. you'd do in there. I mean, you could probably fly little airplanes in there. Like, it's that big. That's it's amazing. crazy. Yeah, so anything good? You uh, anything that stood out to you from that show? Anything you saw? Anything new? Anything you think is going? to Oh be yeah, there's a bunch of new products. I mean, there's just like, a bunch like of any new. that are great, like straight up crazy. Um, or just... Well, I'm not that big into guns, so I don't know about it that much. But like Braden uh, Price, he was with us, and like he's a way more into that. Uh, yeah, there's some pretty cool things coming. Mm -hmm. um, one is a low light uh, scope that i that stuck out to me right there's there's different interests but for me that's one interest but there's new guns and uh new bulletproof vests and all kinds of different things but for me it was the, there's the scope that's being um released i don't know how it works but it takes the like the last bit of light without uh without a, a light or anything but the scope is it night it's not night vision no it's not night vision but you can basically see in the yeah. night. So you in see color. through the scope in color as if it were day. Yeah. 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 It's pretty, pretty crazy. So that stuck out to me just because of yeah. anything like, drone related, anything cool new um, in the pipeline you saw? I drone only related? seen two drones there. One was coupled with uh, tear gas, like to, it, it's for crowd control yeah. or like in prisons um, where they can drop tear gas. Uh, and the other was a tethered drone. And what that tethered drone would do is you'd have uh, radio communications hooked to it. So it's basically like a tower. Mm -hmm. It becomes a moving tower yeah. and it can fly day and night. It, yeah. it flew. They had a video there where it showed the drone flying for, I want to say it was like 30 days straight. No way. Like it was, it just sat there so, flying the whole uh, time. So tethered means there's a power source running up. Yep. Yep. And it just, yeah, it's it's hooked runs. to a big box, and then the drone takes off, and the wire comes down. <laughs> but they had like a video. I for, I forget. I sh maybe shouldn't say, but it was a long time yeah. that the drone was sitting up there, day and night, just sitting there uh, as a cell tower. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's I mean, pretty cool. That is kind of cool. It it is cool, but I think it's more for like military and yeah. uh, the you know police departments yeah. that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Because for the general public, I don't see how that's going to help them. Yeah. Um, but I, I did hear in the past that they want to have, you know, that that type of stuff out west where the cell phone service might be not good. 
and for temporary they would send drones out there and have them hover i don't know i don't i don't know how it's going to work but military for sure hmm. radio amazing and that's and just stuff. the stuff that's public military yeah not that dude i sent you a video this last week of this little like yeah that thing's going viral like that little baby little drone. baby baby drone yeah and it has enough like explosives yeah. in it that it can like fracture your skull yeah 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 we talked like yeah big. yeah we talked about some of that type of stuff but yeah a lot of like well-known people at the shot show yeah. in in the industry it, it was uh it was something to see for sure i wish i don't know we we weren't sure you know if we should all go but yeah. we should all win <laughs> yeah it was and we should not have gone to the ata well, no, I still think we made good connections at the ATA. Yeah, there was rumor that it's like getting smaller every year and Yeah. Yeah. It's but then I, I spoke to another guy, but he's Amish here, right? He has a um an archery business here and he's like, "No, Mike, we need the ATA." Like, oh yeah. No, that he's serious. Like for what? Uh, for for new products like and yeah. I think they do more than just that show like yeah. ATA is an organization that really promotes archery and that type huh. of thing so you know as far as the show itself the size of it uh, we were maybe disappointed but I think they do a lot more than that mm-hmm. and, and he was just Makes saying sense. that yeah like, no we still we still need it is what he was saying yeah, but very cool i don't know yeah just like being in the industry because these shows that we're talking about ata and shot show you can't get into those shows unless you're in the industry either a retailer or media or you're a manufacturer or something like that so so uh, like uh, like dji not even in the show no are they too big they don't care or are they just not in the industry they don't i know wonder that, that too well what uh, what about even other drone companies like I wonder why are not other drone companies there showing their capabilities? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you think if they weren't in the industry before, you think now they're waking up to the fact that there's this whole industry around thermal drones yeah. in the hunting industry. It It is just crazy to me. I was walking through the show and I was telling Braden this all the time, like how can it be that there's so many companies with the same or similar product and they're all still surviving. Yeah. Like, have you ever thought of that? I mean, like, especially like in like bows or guns, like these like guns. Like, let's just take a gun, like a like a you know pump twelve gauge, a, a shotgun. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a shotgun. Yeah. You can't. They're all kind of the same way. Yeah. It's you know, it's a shotgun. Like, how can there be that many different companies building a shotgun? and doing great at it. Mm. And, and when you're walking around that show and you see that, I'm, I'm just like, there is that much demand. Mm. And the same way with drones. It's, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're selling drones and there's other people copying us now, like having a, you know, a recovery um, kit or a wildlife kit or whatever they want to call it, right? They're, they're doing what Drone Deer Recovery did. And it's like, it's because the market is actually that big same thing yeah, yeah it's big yeah and i spoke to a guy there from south africa they use thermal drones for a whole different reason like for poachers and stuff yeah and it's like we're we think that oh you know it's just here in america but there's so many more opportunities yeah. out there with thermal technology and drones in general that it's like Okay, there there is room for more people, mm-hmm. but when you're starting it and you're the first, like, you know, like we were in this space, right, like making an impact, and then you see a bunch of different people copying you, it, it makes you feel like, oh, man, like, I don't know, competition. But it's like, <laughs> it's I think it's all right yeah. that, that there's competition, but when you start, like, really undercutting and you start you know driving the market down just like in the service side of things because what's happening is these other companies that are putting these packages together they have to price it lower to get people to buy from them just like you do in the service side so drone deer recovery is 450 bucks plus 100 dollars if we come out and we find the deer dead or alive everybody knows that there were millions and millions of people that watched our videos and knew what we charge and then you know um, I don't know, staying in a van uh, starts a, a deer recovery business or Nick in a Crown Vic. And it's like, they have to price it lower to yeah. try to get work. And it's, 
and then it just starts this downhill on where the you know the bottom is Mm -hmm. and it's like the same same way with selling these drone deer recovery kits if a company has been selling drones right and they've been selling drones for longer than i have but they didn't have the this niche market and it's like now they start creating a kit and in order for people to buy the kit from them right they go to drone deer recovery and then people want to shop and i i have nothing wrong I, i i don't find that wrong right like shop around i'd probably do the same thing but we built this kit and now other people started uh, building it as well and they price it lower to try to get get the sale and then the next guy prices it lower and it's like guys if we're gonna do that we're we're all gonna like keep selling things for less and less and profit margins are gonna go down and down and down until you can't survive and so what I would say is if you want to do it, do it. But you know where we're at, so let's just stay right there. If you get the sale, great. If you don't, you know, at least you're not driving the market down. Wow, two cents on <laughs> the market. I'm, I don't know. I, I, I could be wrong, but I've, I've had people call me and be like, how's a guy charge $150 yeah. to do a deer recovery with a Matrice 30T? And I'm like... I don't know, but I know that I wouldn't want to get up at 11.30 p.m. to drive an hour and a half to go do a $150 recovery. It just, I don't know. How do you feel about it? I mean, I think this is like, on the service side especially, then you have uh, probably a combination of people who just want to get their feet wet. And like in, um, we were talking to somebody recently that was explaining in a new industry, then typically there's this thing where, you know, the strong players are going to survive in three years. There's going to be a lot of people that come in and they underprice themselves or they get tired of it because that guy isn't going to do it 150 bucks a night or a, a pop. He's not going to do that on long the weekends, term. long term. I mean, it's just, you can't, it doesn't work. You can't yeah. even pay off your equipment at that rate. So yeah. he's, and maybe his goals are different, but the people like as the industry kind of figures out, okay, what is a fair price? How do I compensate for working all hours of the night, working weekends, the market? I mean, the beauty of capitalism is it just kind of figures out what the right thing is. Yeah. Um, And then on the selling drone side, you have, you know, MSRPs and stuff like that that should guide what the price is. Um, Yeah. And we're we're starting to get into the, you know, the agricultural side of selling drones and building trailers. And and it's like, we're not the first to do that. Mm -hmm. There's other people... That, yep. that have done that, but it's all about getting in front of the eyeballs, right? Like if those people have people coming to their site already, then they're gonna go there. And now if they mm-hmm. know of, you know, John Henry selling drones, mm-hmm. they're gonna go to John Henry and see about getting a price from them. Yeah. And now they hear that Drone Deer does it as well. And then they go to Drone Deer to get a price for their agricultural yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's just the market is just how it works. But when you're when you're in it first and you see other people, it's just something, I think it's just human nature. It's like, oh man, here's another one. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. A little but, bit, yeah. Yep. But it's, but, but I do think that it's all right Yeah. because there's that yeah. much out there. It's yep. just how hard are you willing to work to go get mm-hmm. it and to, mm-hmm. you know, provide the best mm-hmm. service, provide you know, the best product, mm-hmm. uh, you know, customer yeah. service is huge once you start in service and selling stuff. And, and not to mention ag, which is going to be a yeah. whole other level. That's when you really yeah. need service. So, I mean, I think like when we did a pivot a while back and we went from having our own licensed operators in various states to, you know, saying, hey, we, we just want to promote anybody who has a part 107. Yeah. Wants, we, to, yeah. To, wants to advertise on, on the map that, you know, tens of thousands of people visit um, every day during the season yeah. um, or during the heat of the season, at least. Um we were like, well, you know, we're really just opening this up so other people can go run successful businesses. And, and we kind of had to think through that, you know, is that, um, and, but the, the place where we came out was the market is big enough. The pie is big enough. We can't be thinking that it's just like a small pie and, you know, it's, it's more like, let's grow the pie. And, uh, one of, one of the bigger factors in that was, uh, herd analysis, right? Like we had people, hundreds of people reaching out to us that had a few hundred acres in, let's say it's Tennessee. 
I want it to do that service, right? I want it to come to Tennessee and count your deer on 200 acres, but it didn't make sense uh, price-wise for them to, you know, hire me to drive all the way down there to do, you know, 200 acres and then drive all the way back. So I'm like, like, we just need more pilots. We need mm. more people that can, you know, service the, the industry. And those big jobs, right? If you start going over 2,000, 4,000 acres, you're going to need a bunch of pilots. And that's where drone deer is still, you know, where the people are coming is for that mm. big acreage because we can handle it with the, with mm. the pilots. But it's like, that's, I think when we were talking about the pivot is being able to, when people come to drone deer recovery, they are looking for a pilot we didn't have enough pilots and it was like, man, they weren't getting what we were hoping they would get. And that's, that's when we opened it up to, mm -hmm. Hey, let's build this map. Let's let people list on it. You know, mm -hmm. already we've learned from launching the map and getting feedback from our pro subscribers on there. It's like, we're going to change some, mm -hmm. some things. Did you, mm -hmm. are people aware of it already? Yeah. Or yep. Already we, aware of it. Yep. Okay. So on February 1st, anybody that hasn't provided proof of having a part 107, they're getting they're getting removed from the, the site and it's just because technically you can't list you can't advertise a, a drone service and charge people yeah. if you don't have a, and, a part one of and you know it's like license. there's a couple people on there that you know they've emailed they said hey well we i don't want to charge money i do it donation only or i just do it to help find pets or and it's like yeah yeah i mean that's without saying that's not valid it's, it's more like well what we want to have is the you know, where anybody that goes there, they know that, that they have a commercial pilot's license. They yeah. know the rules. Plus, plus, I think it's good. I, I think even if you want to do it for free, do it for free, but get your part 107 because you are going to yeah. learn so much about, like, uh, just airspace in general uh, that yeah. is very, yeah. very helpful yep. for a pilot that wants to fly a drone. Um, so if, if you're going to list and you're going to look professional, if you're going to be listing on our, our website as a pro. So, you know, it, I, I get it. If you want to say you're doing it for free, like that's one thing, but you're paying money to do something for free. You must have a bunch of money. <laughs> well, and, in. And, and the thing is, Mike, it's like, it's not that hard to get a 107. It looks big to people, but when you actually go through the material through a video course or, you know, it's like. Yeah. Spend a couple evenings, yep. depending how fast you learn and absorb, you know, but like spend six to eight to 12 hours. It's, it's valuable information that, you know, for the rest of your life is, yeah, it'll is make valuable. you a better pilot. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. very few people will regret doing that. I, I would just like motivate, I, I would like to motivate you guys to just like do it. It, it, it is not mm -hmm. that difficult. Yeah. Like get a study course. We have it on our website where you can sign up and, and you go through this course and, watch videos you're gonna learn and by the end of it uh you're gonna be able to pass yep. the test so yeah so and going back to the the whole thing about service and stuff like that i think like you've this week you know on saturday there's a meeting in pennsylvania you're you went to indiana you yep. um like speaking to senators you know trying to create awareness and education for people who are making the laws in various states and i just this morning i replied to, to a guy from new york who you know there's just so many states right now saying, hey, this is going on and not, you know, what, like, would you guys come help us fight, you know, fight it in this state? And that's where, like, that's what we're about. That's what we want to do. Yeah. But then we also have limited time. Yeah. And, uh, like, you flew to Indiana. Yeah. And I plan on flying to Harrisburg uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's there just, I mean, it's just a, there to help push things forward. And it's yeah. because... If we can help grow the industry, yep. then everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. And that costs us money. That costs the company money for me to go do these things. But we're willing to do it because as you know, as the industry moves forward, then hopefully we can uh, you know, we can benefit it from yeah, it's gonna, that it's, at some point. But it it costs money to go do these things. So uh, a lot of merch. We're gonna have a lot of uh, new merch at the booth. Um, new designs it's going to be wild hoodies and t-shirts by that time the drawing will be over yep. but as of right now if you're listening to this we are allowing anybody that um, makes a purchase uh, of a, it's going to be wild t-shirt or hoodie will be entered to win a complete drone deer recovery kit uh, there's more details on our website how you can enter as well 
Uh, so yeah, that's it's been going pretty well. I'm trying to figure out how to get get everything out yeah, the door. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's been great actually. Um, well, the 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 quality of these t-shirts and stuff. It's oh yeah, it's I amazing. yeah I, I told Kevin like we we got it like. I wasn't completely satisfied with our other merch. I mean, it, it was all right, but I wanted something that's, you know, soft, comfortable. Yeah. It feels good. Something and you so, want to wear. Yeah. So it, it's, it's definitely a, a step up mm -hmm. from what we had. And so I'm, I'm excited about, about getting people their, their merch. And I've already gotten people that uh, DM'd me with the new merch and they're like, this is a sweet t-shirt. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. We tried putting So it. we, uh, you know, we promised to ship it out February, I think, 2nd or 2nd to 5th. But we're, we, we've already been ordering. We've already been starting to ship out. So chances are, if you're one of the first, um, yeah. we may be able to get your orders out um, this this week yet. Yeah, yeah what I'm uh, actually, I am, I'm excited to give people an opportunity to win a Drone Day Recovery Kit. Like, I started thinking about this. Like, if we can, if somebody gets drawn that you know, doesn't have the money to invest $13,200 yeah. into like I, you know, if you have a drone and you put in great, but like for people that don't have a drone, if, if they can win and they can come here and we can teach them how to fly a drone and then send them off and then they go home and then they call me and be like, Mike, I did my first pet recovery or I did this or that. And that, that would be cool. Yeah. Like yep. just getting people set up with, with the kit is going to be exciting. Yeah. And we are planning on doing that drawing on January 31st. Uh, according to Kevin, he, he made that date and we got to keep the date and I'm going to be in Arkansas. And uh, so we'll figure out how we're going to do it for sure. I want to do it live. I want to do it live on YouTube, TikTok, Insta, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. Yeah, we can, uh, we can get into ground chatter. That That is usually where people either ask us questions or you know, give us feedback on how we're doing. And um, so we will pull that up and try to respond to some of those here. All right, so for this week's ground chatter, um, first one, uh, Jason Bragging of DJI Drones in one of your podcasts, please. Since it just passed that DJI Drones can no longer be used in government work in the US now, and Florida has banned the use of DJI Drones entirely, statewide for all purposes, how far do you think that will go? Thanks, Jason. Florida has banned like I, entirely. I feel like they have banned uh, state employees uh, yeah, from entirely. utilizing that. Yeah, that's like that's not not just federal. That's like police departments. Yeah, anybody that has something to do with the state of Florida, either funded not, federally not a or private yeah, individual. Yeah, yeah. No. So it's a little bit uh, misleading here. The question, um, or I guess maybe misunderstanding. So if you live in Florida, you can fly your DJI drone. Nobody's going to come out and stop you and harass you and and uh, you know confiscate your drone as long as you're flying it legally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is not legal advice. Um, but yeah. So I think the question, the nature of the question is, um, um, what do we think about the government banning of DJI? Of, DJI is a company and their drones are products. Yeah, so the biggest thing I can uh, say about this and talk about it is basically the reason we hear about this right now is because uh, DJI owns 75, be between 70 and 75% of the world, world drone market. They're that big, they're that known. They, they have the market. Like there's no other drone in America right now that I can promote to you guys to do deer recovery because they're not good. They are not good drones. And um, so what happens is these other drone manufacturers, they, they, they can't capture the market. So instead of spending millions of dollars on development and making a better drone that is really good uh so i would promote it to you guys they take those millions and put it in lobbyists instead and what those lobbyists do if i you know this is my opinion this is just me talking uh, what those lobbyists do is they go to dc they go to these government agencies and they start like lobbying against dji they they say they're spying on us they're sending all this information to china so they can come and kill us and you know all that 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 baloney that they talk about these lobbyists to try to get them banned uh, to 
try to capture some of the market. That is what they're doing. These lobbyist groups are pushing to get DJI banned in America so those companies uh, that build drones that are no good, that are garbage, uh, then can have some of the market in America. That is what they're doing. That is my opinion. That is why we talk about DJI getting banned. It's because these drone companies hire lobbyists and those lobbyists try to get DJI banned in America because they are pissed off that they don't have a good product and they can't sell their drones because they're no good uh, in America. And they're, they're trying to capture back some of the, you know, some of the market. That's, that's yeah. my two cents yeah. on why we talk about yeah. DJI being banned. It's been talked about for years, like before we gotten in the market and we got concerned about it too. Like we started selling, you know, uh, DJI, um, spray drones. And I talked to Kevin. I was like, Kevin, have you heard about this banning thing? Like they're going to ban them. Like, how's this going to work? Like we're all, we're, you know, the whole business structure is going to fall apart and this thing is going to burn to the ground and we can't sell any drones. And it's like, we started checking into it. We started talking to people, companies that have sold drones for years, like DJI drones, the best drones right now on the market. And they're like, Mike, it's been talked about for years already. Mm -hmm. Like now that we're in the mm -hmm. space and they brought it to mainstream news and that type of thing, they're getting more eyeballs on it. But it's like, guys, settle down, Mike and Kevin, settle down. They, 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 they've talked about doing this for a long time already. It's just something that gets talked about. It's like yeah. TikTok. When TikTok, you know, TikTok is a China-owned company, um, they talked about banning it in America. It's like, s settle down. Like, it's going to be all right. They're going to figure it out. Because they are a really good product, they will never go away. Yeah. That's my... That's... Yeah. That's... Mike's two cents right yep. there. You, so, you, you tell me yeah. what your so two cents I, are. I, th I mean, I think... Uh, there are drone companies like U.S. made drone companies that are spending millions of dollars on research, but I think millions of dollars doesn't compete with, I think, probably hundreds of millions that DJI is spending. So I, I think there's still like, you know, for a small company, there's like innovative American made solutions like fixed wing and yeah, 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 maybe, yeah. maybe some yeah. applications. But for what we're doing, yeah, it's not even a competition. Yeah, like for for instance, like uh, the company Altel, like they have made a drone that is supposed to be similar to the Matrice 30T, yeah. but it's not. And I, I mean, I guess going back to like, you know, capitalism and, and all of that stuff that we were talking about earlier, the latest price drop of the Matrice 30T coincided with the introduction of, I think Altel's yeah. new thermal drone. Yep. So, it is good for the consumer to see how the market works, and and it is. I'm I'm thankful for, uh, you know, DJI's competition. It keeps them honest. Yeah. Um, but 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 now we're we're going back to what you and I were talking about earlier about the market coming down, yeah. right? DJI had set this market up here because there was nobody else that was competing with their Matrice 30T. There just wasn't. And then Altel builds this drone and says we're gonna sell it at. 9,000 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then DJI has these drones and then people start seeing this Altel drone. They're like, oh, I can buy that one instead. It, you know, it is what it is, but Altel had to do that to try to capture some of the market where if they would have, you know, stayed up higher, then maybe they could have made more money, but it is what it is. It, it brought it down and made it more affordable yeah. for certain people. Yep. So I say it's good because we can sell more drones, but then if you're DJI and you're sitting back here, like me and Kevin are right now, and we, you know, we see other people coming into the market and pushing the, the, the price down, that's probably how DJI feels. It's like, you know, guys, we've set the market up here and now you're saying it's down here. And it's like, so again, it's just uh, the whole market figuring itself yeah, out. Figuring itself out. And it, it will figure it, it is figuring itself out. And so I, th I think it'll, it'll be a good thing that, but I, I can relate to the essence of this question, Mike, because when you and I were starting, I remember when we had to like with ag, you know, uh, you know, so we're going to go sink, I don't know, thirty, forty thousand dollars into a platform, a drone platform. Do we do XAG? Do we do DJI? And I think it was yep. around that time that we were like thinking about um, if DJI is getting banned. Uh, you know, do we do, are we putting our money on a sink and ship? You know, you want to choose a platform that you can use yep. long-term. Yep. So this question I think comes out of people probably wondering if I'm going to get into my first drone, 
am I shooting myself in the foot to jump on a DJI? Yeah. And we would give a resounding, no, you're not. Um, and even if, right, let's say, let's say the unthinkable happens and, and federally the, the sale of every DJI drone is banned for whatever privacy reason. Um, the DJI drone that you have probably is more valuable yeah. than it was before because now it's still the best product and I don't know that it's just lobbyists, I guess, in my opinion. I think that there also is a question on privacy and on DJI having access, like, you know, you got to activate a serial number. Yeah, but, okay, you can bring that up. DJI does not just build drones. DJI builds cameras. Gimbals, cameras. They need need, uh, software access for that, too. Right? If you go buy yourself a little Osmo, it's this little um, camera that has a gimbal on top. You have to set up an account to use that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a camera moving around. Are they going to ban that next? Like, I, I don't know. I just feel the, the the concern is, you know, what if DJI? Because DJI is pretty connected to the Chinese government. It's like they're. I mean, they're one of the biggest corporations in China. They're huge. Yes. So, you know, maybe, you know, China's colluding with DJI, and they're going to get all sensitive info. And it's the same thing people are worried about with TikTok. Is like, what if? You know, the Chinese government is using this tool to train the minds of young American youth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, who knows? Valid concern, not valid concern. Politically, the chances of it actually getting banned, very, very low. And honestly, for anybody looking to get into a drone system, we only recommend DJI. And it doesn't matter if you buy it from us or someone else. We think you're going to regret buying an Autel, buying a... Sky Duo. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, that's called... Sky Duo. Sky Duo. Um... I think that there may be in the future may be a American made drone company that will produce a good product. But right now, yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this and you do have, you have a good product, uh, yeah, if you do have a good product, like send it to us and yeah. I'll try it. But it's like, I feel that American made drones are like five to 10 years behind the technology mm-hmm. of DJI. And the reason I say that is because DJI has been in the market from the get-go. Like that was the first drone that everybody talked about was this big old square uh, Phantom 4 or, or Phantom whatever it's called. And yeah. the booger flew for like 10 minutes yep. without a camera and yep. it was just this clunky thing. But that didn't even have a gimbal, the first ones. Yeah. I thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah. I mean. But they just gained all this knowledge, right? And then they seen, yeah. companies seen these drones come into the market and seen how the industry is going to change and have drones. And then they started manufacturing them. Just like everybody's doing with um, agricultural in the agricultural like drone mm-hmm. uh, trailer uh, setup. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees that there's a market. Yeah. People start manufacture, people start designing their own things. And yep. it's it's the same thing. It makes me think in the ag space, the DJI generator, not your cheapest generator. Uh-uh. And we've tried other generators. Yep. And uh, garbage, you're using a, a DJI generator. Yeah, DJI has built their 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 whole thing is they want you to use all of their things yeah. to make it flow easy. Um, there are other generators that charge your batteries fast, but not as fast. So if you're a farmer in Iowa, where you got these wide open, you know, flat fields where your drone isn't co- returning with you know super low batteries you might be able to get away with a generator that takes two to three minutes longer to tar- charge your battery. But if you want it to charge exactly the same rate as it discharges, then you're going to have to use their system, mm-hmm. which why wouldn't you? Um, yeah, uh, well, and, that, and that's where if you're trying to just save a buck and you are a custom applicator, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't have many issues with the DJI generator. I had one generator from DJI that out of the box didn't work. Like it didn't work right. But the others, dude, we ran them hard, like yeah. 10 hours a day, probably even more. They charged the batteries every time yeah. how they were supposed to. And I, I, I just think that if a guy is going to do it as a custom applicator, trying to run mm-hmm. other generators mm-hmm. for me, I just don't think it's worth yep. it. 
it, yep. you know, and it's all it's all in that ecosystem because with XAG, when like there's a review video of you comparing the P100 to the T40, and the the XAG P100 has way better hardware. Right? Yeah, yeah, but like if the, the software, the frame, the frame, yeah, the, the software doesn't work. Um, it it the drone doesn't work. Yep, and um and man, software is hard to get right and expensive. Yeah, yeah. and uh, for sure. So, Anyhow, yeah. So uh, on if they're gonna get banned, Mike's two cents is I don't think they're gonna get banned for the general public. But and if yeah, I mean, do you see more like on a state level? Do you th- do you see more states following what Florida did? Probably. I don't know. I mean, and that probably doesn't even affect like person asking this question unless you're a state employee acting in your official duty doesn't matter yeah and and again i i do think that there are other drone companies that these states are already getting getting a hold of and they are just settling right they have to settle they have to have drones they so they are using these drones that are provided to them um but in my opinion i can only you know recommend one yep all right at this time hopefully jason that provided some clarity um next question next comment is would you please updated on the uh, case in michigan i think the state of michigan has named some witnesses um drone deer recovery has named some uh, expert witnesses yeah and it was it was funny we recently spoke to somebody who had been asked um somebody who uh, had some influence and authority in the space was approached by the state of michigan saying would you be a witness for us uh, to testify against the, um, you know, the, the harmful use of yeah. drones and thermal carcass recovery. And they were for it. And they like, were like, no, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to testify that it's yeah. bad because it's good. Yeah, it is good. So yeah. uh, I thought that was funny, but yeah, no, no really big update. No, right? no, um, not any big update. I feel like there is a date in February where the next thing has to happen. And I'm not even sure what that is. Um, but uh, yeah, at this point still in discovery, naming witnesses and, uh, yeah so that that's about it michigan it's going to take a while if this court case gets you know keeps going through i do think if you are in michigan still do reach out to your state representatives uh try to talk to senators try to get them to put in a bill that will change um you know how how the law reads yeah Uh, that is something you can do is email those people like get on them about putting a bill in to to get it changed there are, there is, uh, I forget what his name is. There is one senator in the state of Michigan that is trying to propose a bill to uh, allow it. So. so I think probably one of the questions people have in Michigan is, what are the chances that by this upcoming hunting season, things are going to be different, things will be allowed, they'll be clear? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on it. I would not be like, uh, you know, I'm going to buy a drone in October because by November it's going to be legal in Michigan. I don't think... I would do that. Um, I'm not telling you to not buy a drone because you can still buy a drone for surveillance and security and that type of stuff ar- recovery. around your your property. And so there's still valid tools that you or there's still valid um, scenarios that you might want a thermal drone, um, you know, and to buy one because you could do pet recovery. Um, had but, a, yeah, I had a guy in Illinois, um, one of the early pilots that we connected with is out there doing a ton of pet recoveries yeah and uh you know deer recovery is not legal as the state in illinois is interpreting the law yeah but pet recoveries i mean it's like oh there's this whole other market that you know there's definitely people doing uh drone deer recovery in uh illinois though oh yeah and it probably depends too on what game warden you talk to and it depends you know exactly it's the whole confusing mess um i had somebody reach out this week and say hey what can you speak to with how you went about starting in Ohio and, and, uh, I said, well, as I uh, remember yeah, it. Yeah. Well, and we talked about that. Like I went to the DNR, um, Ken Fitz and I told him about the technology. I took the wardens out and showed him the technology and they just, be, you know, they, they were cool with it, but now guys are trying that guys are trying to go to the head of the game commission or the head of DNR and showing them the technology and they're just not hearing it. They're just not giving a rip about what it is that they want to show them. And, and that's bad. Do you like, think it's gotten like political or, or what, what's, what's, I don't, on? I don't have, you know, two cents on that, but it, it, it it's bad. It, 
<laughs> it is a vital tool that should be allowed to be used by a hunter that has wounded a deer or any legally taken game, elk, mm. uh, bear, whatever it might be, turkey. If it's legally taken and the hunter wants to try to recover it, he should be allowed or given the option to use a thermal drone if he so chooses to. Uh, L.S. Townley says, would like to hear you guys talk more about the requirement of being a Part 107 pilot. It, there's really not a lot that's required to be a Part 107 pilot. You basically have to go to a FAA-approved testing center. Most of those are at an airport. Uh, not every airport has a, a testing center, but a lot of them do. And yeah, you you take the test. You don't have to take a like a physical. It's not like you have to have, um, you know, a certain fatigue. Like you don't have to be. Good but basically, shape. if if you have uh, like diabetes, it's not like oh, can't get your remote yeah, pilot's license. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. It's purely theoretical. It's only theory. It's nothing practical. I think a lot of people are have questions oh, about okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. You don't go out there and actually take your drone to fly in front of a supervisor or something. I see. You yeah. just yep. answer seventy questions, multiple choice, and it's testing your knowledge on weather, traffic patterns, um, clouds. Uh, sectionals the like maps yeah. it, it's it's a lot of Permissions. it is directed toward airplanes and yeah. if you understand airplane things then it's going to make you a safer drone pilot mm -hmm. you're going to think about launching this drone um, next to this mm -hmm. airport yep. if you understand what's going on it's going to make you think before you send your drone up to 5,000 feet to show your buddy how cool look yeah. I can see like 80 miles it's like no guy <laughs> like you're at 5,000 and I'm coming through there with my airplane at 200 mile an hour and that thing rips through my windshield I'm just gonna you're gonna kill a guy so it's yeah. like you're gonna learn valuable things yep. with you know safety safety that's what the FAA is <laughs> Federal Aviation Administration is about safety, and they just want you to know, you know, when you're flying your drone, think about safety. Mm -hmm. Think about other people in the sky. So the other part of this question might be, um, am I when am I required to have a Part 107? And if I'm going to go fly my Matrice only on my land for my own personal use, do I need a Part 107? Do I not? What do I need? Yeah. So if you are solely doing it for your own purpose, like you're not charging anybody a service, like um, even if it's as much as, uh, you know, I call Kevin to come fly his drone at my property and, I'm, and in exchange, I'll give you a cup of coffee. That to the FAA is a form of compensation. I gave him a cup of coffee for him to fly your drone on my property so you can't do that when you start doing that uh any form of compensation then you are um acting as a commercial remote pilot and that's when you need um, the part 107, the part 107. Yeah. if you just want to fly it you buy it right you you know you buy the matri 30t and you want to count your own deer and you want to find your own lost um deer or your pets or something like that you don't need it. But I'm trying to encourage you guys, even if it's for personal, if you get your part 107, you're going to learn a lot. And I think it's valuable information. So technically speaking, you do not need your remote pilot's license if you are flying a drone for personal use only. Next one is how heavy is that drone? Looks like they're talking about your uh, T-40. On uh, the T-40, yep. Uh, without any liquid in it, it's 80 pounds. So to fly those drones, that's a whole different ball game. You got to get a 44807 exemption from the FAA. And um, yeah, hold, hold it. Hold. Once you go over 55 pounds in a drone, then yeah, things are a little different. A little more complicated. Yep. yep. And uh, uh -huh. somebody asked, upstate New York Nate says, what's the purpose of Starlink on the truck? The reason I have Starlink on my truck is when I go in Southern Ohio, there's a very limited uh, cell phone service and all my calls run through a internet service for um, drone deer recovery. And when I'm out on calls doing deer recovery, I, um, I, I want to be able to take those phone calls mm -hmm. all the time and then just be connected to the internet. And we also talked about doing a live 
I, I like live streaming recoveries and we, we were testing that to see if we could make that happen. Um, it's not required to fly my Matree 30T. I've been asked that question a lot on Instagram DMs and stuff uh, about, you know, do I need a Starlink to fly my Matree 30T? You do not need a Starlink. You, it's, it's only there for my personal uh, use to be connected to the internet at all times. Uh, it makes it a little more convenient for me to have it because if I load my maps on my controller, uh, if I'm connected to Starlink, it doesn't matter where I'm at, it's gonna be able to load those maps. If I'm using my phone hotspot to try to load those maps, because you can connect to a Wi-Fi with your smart controller. And uh, you know, I'd connect to the Starlink router if it's available, if it's not available, I would connect to my mobile hotspot on your phone. Almost all smartphones have it. And then I could, uh, you know, get the map where I'm at. Like it, it would upload it. But still, if you, you know, if you don't need the map, you can still fly your drone. Yeah. Yep. Like you don't need to have that. It just makes it easier. It, it makes it easier. But 99% of people will just use their mm -hmm. uh, mobile hotspot and it'll be able to load that map. So uh, I, I had uh, a couple questions of people asking, like, do I need to have something like Starlink for remote ID? No. Is it important for my drone to be connected to Wi-Fi to broadcast remote ID? No. Mm -mm. So can you can you tell us how remote ID works on a drone? Uh, I, I can't. I'm not that uh, geeky and that smart. So is it, but it's not like it's being broadcasted via internet. It's like no. from the drone, for a certain amount of, of yeah. it's like broadcast. It's, it's from almost the drone. like a radio frequency. Yeah. Uh, if you are within, um, and, and these aren't everywhere, but there's towers around bigger airports that catch that radio frequency mm -hmm. that your controller and your drone are sending out, yep. and then that is attached like a license yeah. plate. Like yep. if if you go past. Uh, a trooper and he and he scans your plate. Mm -hmm. He's going to know, you know, who's dry or yep. who's all it registered info. to. Yeah, all all that. So it's the same thing. It's it's a radio frequency. If you're within that range, uh, that signal is being sent out because you know you're con communicating with your drone from your controller to your drone with radio frequency. And so that's that's how I understand it is. Uh, the controller has a remote ID and the uh, the aircraft has a remote ID. If you are within a, a big airport area, that's where they have these um, towers. They might, you know, in the future, try to make them bigger to go out in more rural areas where they can catch it. But I also think that there's um, law enforcement has these uh, in their trucks that they can get pull it out anywhere they're at mm -hmm. and they can scan around and see if there's anybody flying mm -hmm. and, and then that'll give them uh, mm -hmm. the stuff. So yep. that's why I say like, if you're gonna, cause states are talking about, you know, potential for abuse, like it, equip the law enforcement with those types of things, like where they can scan the airspace. And if somebody's doing something illegal, they're gonna know exactly where he's standing, who it is and all that type mm -hmm. of stuff. So that would be great because if there's a poacher out there that's using it for bad, he's gonna walk right into this thing and he's going to basically put the handcuffs on himself because there's flight logs. They, they can, you know, get the flight logs off of that drone when it was flying, how far it's flying, all the data that they need to convict you if you were doing something bad. So, yeah. And, and I would talk to people about that, uh, like, like law enforcement, if they wanna know about it. And it's like, guys, if you want to talk about potential for abuse, like if you capture somebody's drone, they're going to have all the data they need yeah. to figure it out. Because where was the deer shot? Oh, the drone was flown at this time, at mm. this time of the day. And then you shot it at this time. Mm. It's like, yeah. Mm. Anyhow. I feel like that's not common knowledge for a lot of uh, law enforcement officers. It's a whole new thing. Yeah, it's a whole new so. thing. It's a whole new thing. Yep. All right, next one is when it comes to ag drones, how does the spray not damage the drone over a period of time? It is it is impressive that uh, they have built these drones to be basically 
I can't say waterproof because I don't want you to go out and take a pressure washer and try to, you know, wash your T40 off because that don't work well. A guy did that and it ended up at the shop. But yeah, it um, they are kind of in a cloud of uh, moisture all day if you're spraying. Uh, how doesn't it? I think if you be spraying very corrosive product all the time, like glyphosate where it's uh, a lot of salt, I haven't had my drones long enough to know if they're going to last for three years, five years, 10 years. But you would think after a period of time, if you're spraying something very corrosive, that it could potentially mm -hmm. start uh, corroding wires and that type of thing. But we haven't had any issue with mm -hmm. it as of right now. Yeah. And and like you've told me, the drone is, ba whenever you're spraying, it's, it's like it's flying in rain all the time. Kind of. Um, Maybe not all the time because like, so when it gets to the end of a row, okay, so when it's flying down a row, it's flying away from the spray. But then when it comes to the end of the row and the drone kind of like stops and then mm -hmm. moves forward like that, uh, if you can't see me on YouTube, um, the, the drone stops and it still sprays. And then the spray kind of like mm -hmm. rolls around because it pushes it forward, then it would be. Mm -hmm. But it is definitely wet at times when it returns. Um, it's built for that. Yeah, it, it, so it's, it's built like, for that. It's just yep. part of the game. Yep. All right, looks like that's the end. That, that's all the ground chatter we that's have. That's all the ground chatter this cool. week. Cool. I, yeah. I think we've been going for a while. Yeah. It's a lot of, yep. lot of good information. Hopefully it's helpful. Yeah. All righty. So uh, that's probably all we got for today. Uh, Expo's coming up. Uh, if you're in Indiana, we're also doing an expo there. At, what is that one called? Midwest sportsman's classic that's going to be at the michiana event center in shipshawana indiana um that is the third week in february that's in february sometime just google it and then uh we'll be in harrisburg in a in a week or so google that as well and yeah come out let's uh let's talk drones and some people just want to see the drones right they want to put their hands on it and see it so if you're in those areas yep and we'll have the Matrice and the T40 there. So yeah. whichever drone you want to see, look at, whatever, see how it works. T40 is going to be a little hard to get your hands on because it's on top of the booth. So unless you're jumping up there and touching it. Probably not. Per yeah. I, I, yeah <laughs> if you do that, you're going to make Mike kind of uncomfortable. So. Yeah. <laughs> rather rather not have you do that. But uh, that's all we got uh, for this week on Drone Deer Recovery Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you in the next one.